God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So uh, Biden went out to California yesterday and got himself booed. It's everywhere. Mr. 81 million votes got himself booed. I think those polls, the 538 poll, something that guy's silver, uh, I think he's got it wrong. Or they fixed it. And so they're being confident about their position because if you try, if you show a chink in the armor, it's like a rabid dog. It's, they see fear in your eyes. The next thing you know, that dog is all over you. Don't show fear. Don't run in the eyes of a dog. Well, they're playing a good poker face, but Biden doesn't give great speeches and he didn't give one yesterday. And he got booed rolling into California. And also he was in Idaho, I guess, and he got booed there. He gets booed everywhere. He was in New, New Jersey about 10 days ago, got booed. Meanwhile, his Secretary of State Blinken is on Capitol Hill lying through his teeth, can't answer any questions related to the blunders in terms of decisions the failed intelligence that led to 13 Marines dying, that led to us giving away over $80 billion in assets to the, not just the Taliban, not just the Al-Qaeda, not just the ISIS-K, not just the uh, those enemies, but also our other arch enemies that we're now pleading for help. Russia and China and their intelligence apparatus we're hat in hand again, just like we are now with OPEC because we're not energy independent, just like we are with Russia because now Russia is energy independent with their new Nord Stream pipeline. And where we have left a vacuum, it's being filled by communism. 
The whole point of the Vietnam War was to stop the spread of communism. The whole point of the Afghan War was to stop the breeding ground for terrorism. Here in Afghanistan, we managed to not only allow the spread of communism, but we also gave them unforced errors worth of wealth. And in addition, we allowed it to become the breeding ground for terror. And not just any old terror. Terrorism with the Taliban, ISIS, and Al-Qaeda all in one fell swoop. And guess who they're not going to play as an enemy? Russia and China. So who is their enemy? Israel and the United States. It's crazy. And then we have enemies here domestically. We have our open borders. We have our super spreader along the southern border. We have our military and our government giving blank checks to illegal migrants and refugees while they taxed, not only they taxed Americans in general, but if you're Ocasio-Cortez going to a $30,000 a plate dinner at Lincoln Center, or somewhere in the, up in the nice parts of Manhattan, wearing a dress that says tax the rich, when everybody there, by definition, is super rich, is just reeks of hypocrisy. You know what else reeks of hypocrisy? Is this McGowan actress, who basically said that she was bribed by... Gavin Newsom's wife not to bring up uh, Harvey Weinstein. What also is hypocrisy is that lady named Tina Chen that was good friends with Jussie Smollett who lied about the noose around his neck and tried to blame Trump supporters for being so racist that they wanted to lynch him in the middle of the night in Chicago. Only to find out that the fixer was Tina Chen, which is Michelle Obama's chief of staff, childhood friends with Barack Obama's chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel's wife. And Rahm Emanuel was mayor at the time. And Kim Fox, her mentor was Kamala Harris. And Kamala Harris and Cory Booker were writing legislation at the same time that said it's illegal to lynch people in broad daylight. <laughs> and of course that was just a slap across the face to say we need a law to control Trump white supremacists we can't have lynching in America <laughs> and by definition lynching was already illegal right and wasn't it the, the, the local and statewide Democrats from the south that were doing the lynching the KKK was founded by socialists and liberals from the South, who supported people like George Wallace, the Democrat governor of Alabama that wanted segregation, that supported all these Dixiecrats, and they're, they're not Dixiecrats, social Democrats. The people that wrote the Jim Crow laws and supported segregation were 
the Democrat leadership in the South. People like Walter Plecker from Virginia, a Democrat assembly member, racist in Virginia. People don't even know about that guy. What he did to the Native American Indians was atrocious. What he did to black people was atrocious. These were all Democrats. And it was the Republican Party that was founded to abolish slavery and to reinstitute equality. As our founding fathers intended, while they wrote the Constitution, they were even in violation of their own words. Jefferson had slaves as he wrote about the pursuit of happiness and equality. But we are not pursuing happiness in America today. I am not happy. I said to Leonora, I said, I don't remember a time, and see if this resonates with you. I said, I do not remember a time in America where America has been so unhappy. You could argue that the 60s were volatile. But the 60s still had some sort of civil obedience, civil um, structure. The 60s also had ignorance that we no longer have. But it had innocence that we no longer have. You know, there was a time in America where it was a put up your dukes and it was... You know, but the kind of fighting and the kind of things that would happen in the 50s weren't quite the same. It was only until the radical lefties like Jimmy Hoffa and the, and the labor unions infiltrated Detroit, the richest city in the world at the time, became run by Democrats In 1960, I believe, up until that point, Detroit was thriving. But then the mob, the labor unions, and the Democrat socialists got involved and destroyed the politics of Detroit and ran it into the ground. And the uneducated black voters were lied to. And people like... uh, Malcolm X were really trying to tell you. They were really trying to tell you that it's the Democrat wolf that smiles to you but hides their sharp teeth. He's talking about the lamb chop and eating everything on your plate. And all these white people would try to run the show. And there wasn't proper black leadership. You had Martin Luther King, and he was killed, but the offspring of Martin Luther King were race hucksters and money grubbers, like Jesse Jackson and his Rainbow Coalition. We are so divided as a country right now. But I don't remember our civil liberties ever being so cut short as they are right now. I don't remember... this level of blatant reverse discrimination or discrimination. See, there's a pet peeve of mine 
When someone says regardless, I say, okay, that's fine. When someone says irregardless, I think, wow, that's a terrible word to use. It's not a word. When someone says reverse discrimination, it's almost like saying irregardless. It's discrimination. And I've never seen discrimination in my lifetime growing up in the 60s and 70s and 80s. And what inspired me to say the words that I'm saying right now, I was looking at um, something online and I saw these photographs, these black and white photographs. Oh no, I was looking for some movies and that's what it was. And these movie tiles. And there were these pictures from the 80s. And I thought to myself, you know, there was a lot of that BS, AIDS to Africa, we are the world, all that stuff. It was still a bunch of gimmicks and scams then to get rich off of these goodwill donations. All the money didn't trickle down to the right people. But it was what it was. Remember when Reagan said, Gorbachev, tear down that wall? And the big monumental problems of the day were symbolic. And people were aligned. What the politicians stood for were things that both the left and the right agreed with. When Reagan said, tear down that wall, everybody agreed with it. The left, the right. And I don't know exactly why that is, except we found out later, like Kissinger, Kissinger is still alive. That was pre-Reagan. And we know what a globalist, socialist, New World Order nut job he is. We thought that Woodward and Bernstein were the best reporters since sliced bread, only to find out that they're left-wing lunatics. They're granola-eating, Birkenstock-wearing crap eaters. I mean, they're awful. Woodward and Bernstein. I almost went into journalism because of those two guys, only to find out what a whack job they were. Then I learned that the All the President's Men movie was pure propaganda. Walter Cronkite was a Democrat? Peter Jennings I know was because I worked for Capital Cities ABC when he was on an anchor. And Dan Rather with the Swift Boats? Who knew Dan Rather was... You know, remember, he got his chops because he was in Daly Plaza when JFK was shot. And that skyrocketed him to New York headquarters on CBS. And 60 Minutes, who thought that they weren't nothing but truth seekers? Turns out they were left-wing zealots too. Time exposed them. We were being lied to. These radical socialists are sneaky. It's kind of what happened in Hollywood. And maybe there was something more to McCarthyism. I don't I never agreed with McCarthyism. You shouldn't target any group for any reason. But he saw the cancer from within Hollywood. And it's no different than the Obamas right now being on the board of Netflix. Who did Netflix donate all their money to in this California recall? Millions of dollars went to Gavin Newsom. Why? Because they've gotten rich off of the sweetheart deals 
from the socialist agendas and the, and the congressmen to give license to Netflix thriving. All the perks that you get when you're in the club. Ocasio-Cortez was in the club last night. $30,000 toll to be on the red carpet to talk with people like yourself while you wear this custom dress that probably cost a pretty penny. This is a woman that complained that their salaries in Congress weren't high enough because she couldn't afford to pay her rent in D.C. All of a sudden, a year and a half later, she was wearing $3,000 pantsuits. All of a sudden, a few years later, because I believe she was elected in 2016. So we're talking about four or five years. She's gone from rags to riches, but she wasn't really rags. She was living in an affluent white neighborhood, lied and said she was on the block in Bronx. She went to Boston University, and that's a bit of a privileged school. We're dealing with so many issues. Tucker Carlson said something recently. He said, when you're at a place where they could stick a jab in your arm, an untested jab where we're finding more and more incidents where kids are in the hospital because of this jab and the politicians who are pushing the jab are lying to us, we are in deep trouble, folks. I'm going to start off some audio clips today. And I'm going to let you listen to this high school athlete with no pre-existing conditions. He's a Division I college athlete. He now has myocarditis after his second COVID vaccine out for at least his last school season. The side effects from this vaccine that they are now trying to mandate. And corporations are just as culpable. I am in the hospital right now with heart complications from the COVID-19 vaccine. And I want to inform as many people as I can about the risks from taking the vaccine that I wish someone would have told me. So I am a Division One student athlete with no prior health issues. And I got the second COVID shot Tuesday. And within four days, I have been diagnosed with myocarditis and was told that I probably won't be able to play my senior season now. It is a side effect from the COVID vaccine and it's really not being reported or addressed and it is a serious issue that we should all be informed about before making this decision. It isn't right for people to be forced to take the vaccine because there are actual side effects like this that could happen to you. And the NCAA should not mandate student-athletes to get the vaccine because of what could happen to so many fellow student-athletes, health issues, which has happened to me. Everyone should be informed of the side effects, and no one should be forced to take something that could cause what has happened to me, and no one knows the long-term effects of what's um, possibly going to happen from this, and um, it's kind of uncharted territories because everyone else with the same heart issues from the vaccine as me, we're all 
being tracked and monitored were basically like test subjects from the vaccine. So it's a very serious issue that really needs to uh, be spread. And I've spoken with some other uh, student athletes that have also had to have either heart surgery or um, have had heart issues from this. And um, it's, it's very scary stuff. And a lot of people in our age group apparently are at higher risk for heart issues from the vaccine. And um, it really does need to be um, talked about. Oh, wow, right? That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Now, with all the therapeutics, and I don't think they've done enough with therapeutics, but with Regeneron and with Ivermectin, with hydroxychloroquine, with monoclonal um, antibodies, there are so many ways to beat the virus. It's uh, like the odds of dying from this virus are extraordinarily low. So why all the push for the vaccine? Of course, I've been saying all this time that I think that the push for vaccine passports is to get the social credit card, credit score system. But Cervanovich actually came up with another good point. And I've always known about this one, but I never gave it as much weight as I would probably give now. Before we get to Sir Cervanovich, Cervanovich um, point, um, I want to listen to this funny clip. A guy shows up in a bee suit at some committee where he's speaking, and he's making fun of the COVID statistics. My name is Eric Soto, and uh, I had a point zero 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 one chance of being stung by a bee today. And so he was wearing a complete beehive uniform. Rills191 writes, now do the cases with vaccine. Oh, crap, we can't, we can't, they, why can't they stop the count in May? Control group lost. Of course, that's what Cernovich was talking about, the control group. So I want to read this one. Kyle Becker says, Since the U.S. government does not win wars, does not stop pandemics, does not spread prosperity, does not advance justice, and does not protect Americans' rights, what exactly does it do? D.C. is nothing more than a vehicle for abuse of power and a means to enrich corrupt politicians. And uh, and then there's this push here. This is uh, disturbing. So this is a New York Times health reporter, and this is what she has to say about getting vaccinated. I'm sorry to be to, to be coarse about this, but there are hundreds of thousands of people who are dead because they did not take the vaccine. What I mean, the science is playing out before our eyes. That's an exaggeration. So a couple of things about what the governor said. First of all, in an infectious disease outbreak, getting vaccinated is not a personal choice. It's not. It's something that we do for the community. And this has been long upheld with legal precedent. Second of all, the governors who are complaining about Biden's mandate fail to note that he, in fact, gave businesses an out. 
their employees can opt for mandatory uh, weekly testing. And third, he talked about, well, there's a long history with those other vaccines. Well, how do you think we got that long history? We got that long history because the vaccines were mandated. And some of those vaccines themselves created pushback during when they were first mandated because people didn't know what to trust. As the governor said, people were cautious. But in an infectious disease outbreak, your personal choice ends where my right not to get killed by an infectious disease begins. So we have these collective actions for the good of the community. Remember, never before in history has the unvaccinated been blamed for the vaccinated getting sick. Never in history has that ever been happening. That's an oxymoron. It's it it's flipped upside down on its face. And how well the the, the how this they can get away with that narrative is because the media is complicit with that narrative. They're complicit with the Democrat Party. We have never seen a media so in the tank for one party where they get their talking points from Speaker Pelosi and people like that. And and the other part is, you know, I, I, I still believe that the kid, oh, the Division One athlete has a right to live too. That's number one. And number two, if you say the vaccinations work, then they work. But that apparently they don't work, right? Apparently they don't. So I want to read to you this Cervanovich, um, Cernovich. Okay, so he says this. And this is a good point that he makes. If everyone is vaccinated, then there won't be unvaccinated people to compare outcomes to. That's why they can't allow the previous infected. That's why they can't allow the previously infected, the one with the antibodies, natural immunity to remain unvaccinated. It eliminates a long-term comparative outcome group. It only it actually would strengthen their numbers. If the people that are unvaccinated that have the antibodies, if they don't take the vaccine, they will then be able to show that the vaccine wasn't necessary and that all that profiteering from the vaccines was pure fraud. That would be one way to look at it. There's several ways you could look at that. But the other flip side on that is if the vaccinate, if the previously sick with the great antibodies were not to were to take the vaccine, it would actually maybe enhance the uh, vaccine ratios and numbers. But what they're trying to do is like, for instance, I have never been vaccinated. And I don't know. I want to take an antibody test because maybe I did get it and I don't know it. I don't know. I suspect that I may never have gotten it. And again, I know this flies in the face of just about everybody listening, but it's worth saying, I have not known one person that got it personally. 
I've heard like Leonora knows somebody who knew somebody who got it. And my dad, same thing. And I trust these people completely. They know people that have got it, you know, and they would basically say no. And I'm never, look, I am not here acting stupid and saying, no, it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that. I know it exists. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just reporting. I'm one person that knows nobody that got it. I have three brothers. I have parents. They know people that got it. Yeah, I don't know anybody that got it. I have lots of friends. I don't know anybody that's gotten it. Where they went, they tested, positive, they experienced. You know, Joe Rogan got it. I don't not trust Joe Rogan. I believe it exists. Trust me. Don't get me wrong. But I also believe that the uh, the Delta variant more than likely would not have existed if it wasn't for the vaccines in, in general. Because what you have is you have this man-made, man-made bioweapon that was hatched by, again, my, my theory is the CIA, the military intelligence, worked in coordination with China in a lab outside of our country, say Wuhan, and you got this expert, not as a scientist, but an expert that can navigate the worlds of bureaucracies, that knows all the professors in the world, that goes to all the red carpets and all the soirees. That's Dr. Fauci and the Dr. Collins, and they hold the purse strings, so they get the they get the the, the clout, and people listen to them. People kiss their ring. They want that grant funding. So they're in the they're in the rich, right? They're and then they're hobnobbing with the big investors like Fauci and Bill Gates. Why why would Bill Gates have any interest in hanging out with little man syndrome uh, Dr. Fauci? Why? Because of what Dr. Fauci can do. Not just what he can do with the money, what Dr. Fauci can do in terms of networking. Dr. Fauci controls the money he uses the money as leverage to control the intellectual elite. And that's why you had the Harvard and uh, people, spies, and colluding with Wuhan back in the day. And I just believe that Fauci put himself, over the last 50 years, he got to know everybody in the industry. And he was the guy. He walks in a room, everybody wants to kiss his ring and talk to the little man syndrome Fauci who can't throw a baseball. And there he is. He's just Mr. Schmoozer. He's Mr. like, New York. Yeah, I'm uh, Dr. Fauci. Right? He's like, ah. He's that guy. I'm a little guy, but I have a big stick. You know, he's a buffoon. And he's a corrupt guy. And he has these secret patents and he works with all kinds of people with USA to Africa. He's been going and doing this stuff since the 80s. He's been killing people for a long time. And when it came time, just like they tapped into Einstein for the atom bomb to beat the Japs, it happened, right? There were scientists that were involved from the universities. Einstein was from Princeton. And they were getting involved with, you know, how to make an atom bomb. Top secret. 
Those professors, nothing would ever happen to those professors. You think they're going to lose their tenure? If the government has any say in it, no. Right? So Dr. Fauci was this guy. He knew how to work the bureaucratic system. He knew the politics. He was liberal. And he was connected. And not only was he connected with the universities and the academic world, but he was connected with the big-time spenders who are basically genocidal maniacs with their synthetic beef, their farmland confiscation, their vaccines to shrink the world's population, their embracement of abortions through, although they call them reproductive services, or their death panel systems, which they call socialized medicine. And remember, we listened to Bill Gates say all these things over and over again when he said, so we can get the population down from 9 billion to 6.5 billion with new vaccines, reproductive services, and health care. Health care, you'd think you'd make people live, live longer. No, he must have been talking about death panels. Reproductive services, more babies? No, more abortions. That's only the only way you can get the population to reduce. Because reproductive services goes two ways, one of two ways, up or down. And that was framed in the context of going down. So we know what he was talking about. And new vaccines, well, this RDNA is not even a vaccine. In fact, the courts just recently, in the last day or two, there was a report from an un- I got to tell you, it's it's an unsubstantiated report. Uh, I don't want to say it's unsubstantiated. I don't trust the source. But I will say, I have seen this study come from multiple places. And what it is, it's a study that indicates that there's a problem with the courts and their interpretation of whether or not the vaccine is really a vaccine. And I found that to be interesting. So, I was trying to, I was actually, yeah, down. I uh, can't find the article right now, but I might be able to find it when we run a clip. Um, but it is interesting. That I think that they are going to rule one day that these vaccines are not really vaccines and that it's going to, I think, be a problem. And even Gordon Chang says, who has your DNA info? China, developing bioweapons to attack DNA strands of racial groups to kill them. China has the largest collection of U.S. DNA profiles larger than that of the U.S. by purchasing DNA sequencing companies. Is fax a targeting mechanism? And I believe it might be. That's why it's an RDNA. It's an RMA. It affects your DNA. And that's something I think is interesting too. I think we're going to be looking at a lot of these issues. But I believe that this was a coordinated bioweapon 
to control populations. <clears throat> I think China was in on it because China, their number one product is, is population. I mean, that's the number one asset. And India would probably make the same argument. Population is our number one thing. 1.4 billion people live in India and 1.4, 1.5 billion live in China. Naturally, they want to control those populations, don't they? I mean, that just makes sense. If I was a leader, I might do it myself. You know, but it is something. So we have some other clips we want to listen to. I wanted to get into that, though, because we are dealing with a time in the, our world that we've never had to deal with this. I think you'd have to go back to Nazi Germany where people had to wear stars on their arms and they were tattooed and branded as outliers and outcasts to no fault of their own. The Jews were treated like people that were leopards. And I've heard people <clears throat> use the phraseology of leopards when talking about normal, innocent people who were raising their families, working and paying their taxes because they didn't agree with the vaccine or didn't believe in it or feel that it's a, it's a plot for something bigger and grander, that it's a cover-up by the government or it is a, plaus, a plea or it's a scheme to get the social credit score system that can control not just your health, but can control your words, can control your message, control your, you know, if you supported Trump, you might get a 20-point demerit, which may make it less likely for you to get a loan for a house. Or you might get benched or censored on social media to where you might not get to communicate with your friends and family on social media. But you could take it to like Twitch, which is owned by Amazon. You might not get to have your Prime account. You might not get to you might not get to uh, buy your food at Whole Foods. You might not be able to, be able to shop for your family. At what point do you give in and you say, I give in. Because we're not, we're not united enough to fight this fight against, against the authorities. And that's something we have to focus on. We have to focus on getting organized. One of the problems for Republicans and for conservatives and for Trump supporters is we generally are law-abiding. We don't like to violate the law. And we see what happened in J6. That was, that was their, them teaching us a lesson. You come at the government and you support Trump. You violate one little law. We're not going to treat you like Antifa. We're not going to treat you like Black Lives Matter. We're going to bail you out and help you out and make you famous. No, we're not going to allow you to fundraise off of this. We're going to beat you down, throw you in jail. The same people that didn't want to separate families. I remember listening to uh, the, the, the congressman who farted. <laughs> uh, I forget his name. California congressman. <laughs> anyway, he was on Tucker Carlson. 
and he was asked the question about separating families at the border and separating families uh, when they get pulled over for a DUI or for beating their child, separating the people. He said, in no uncertain terms should uh, a family ever be separated. It's like, well, what about all those people in jail right now? He gave the stupid answer, unbelievable answer, to make a point about not separating families at the border. When you violate the law, you get separated. And now all of a sudden, this same guy is all about separating families if you support Trump. It's pretty sad. Let's take a listen to this um, Australian TV talking about civil liberties and democracy. Let's take a listen. I've repeatedly said I have no problem whatsoever with people being vaccinated or not being vaccinated. What is not acceptable for multiple reasons, including constitutional and legal and ethical and moral reasons, is mandatory vaccination. Indeed, the Australian Immunization Handbook spells it out very clearly that consent to being vaccinated must be given in the absence of undue pressure, coercion, or manipulation. Barilaro, Peritet, Berejiklian, Hazard, read it. Once you start down this path of dividing any society into two distinct classes of people, you have abandoned liberty and democracy and replaced it with tyranny, fear, and suspicion. Worse, and this is what really disturbs me, once the authorities have decreed that there are now two classes of Australian, the good and the bad, and that one class is superior to another and gets special privileges, while the other class is shunned, locked out, vilified, and loses their employment. You have, by definition, created an inferior class, for which the Germans once coined a simple word, which roughly translates as under or inferior person. Untermensch. If that word brings a chill of horror to your heart, so it should. And it brings a chill of heart to my heart, right? Jesse Kelly writes, Right now in the United States of America, people are being forced to mark themselves at work if they're unvaccinated. They're being told they can't eat in restaurants with others. They're being fired. They're being denied medical care. This is happening now. It is happening now. So, you know, one good thing is Governor DeSantis has announced the Florida cities, counties that require employees get vaccinated will be fined $5,000 per infraction. That's good news. The Columbia Bugle says, Red states should pass new laws allowing employees to sue their employees for vaccine mandates. Turn this around on them. Make it economically damaging to inflict tyrannical vaccine mandates. <coughs> That's the way you fight back. I've repeatedly said I have no and, problem. Uh, we're going to get to Bill Hammer. Bill Hammer had a good tweet. Hundreds of thousands of Americans attended high school, college, and pro football games this past weekend. Why is Congress still on Zoom? And he was talking about Blinken, of course. Which is a great question when you think about it. Jordan Chamberlain wrote, we went from 15 days to slow the spread to 
If you don't have the special card, you don't deserve health care. And I'm going to read the Cernovich quote one more time because it's really important. If everyone is vaccinated, then there won't be unvaccinated people to compare outcomes to. That's why they can't allow the previously infected with antibodies to remain unvaccinated. It eliminates a long-term comparative outcome group. Now let's take a listen to Tucker Carlson. Here's something, for example, that's been happening at sporting events recently. Okay, so what that is is F Joe Biden, right? Now, you may agree with that or not, but think about it for a second. It's kind of a weird thing to chant at a game. Joe Biden's not on the field, so why are the fans swearing at Joe Biden? Because they're mad. What are they mad about? Maybe they know they're being played. Maybe they know perfectly well that no matter what Joe Biden and his minions say in public, COVID, bad as it is, isn't even close to the greatest crisis this country actually faces right now. And now there is white supremacy, by the way, or the mullahs in Iran or ISIS-K or whatever bloated threat the industrial lie machine has manufactured this week for you to fear. Most people understand it's all crap and they know it's crap because they live here. And they know the greatest crisis that America actually faces is the disintegration of America itself and not just the social fabric. What do we all have in common again? More than that. The physical reality of the country is disintegrating. The buildings, the natural landscape, and above all, the people. A lot of them are falling apart. Look around. Yes, Americans are dying in large numbers, but it's not from a Chinese flu virus. The real dangers to the population are much more obvious than that, and they're omnipresent. It's loneliness. It's suicide. It's fast food. It's broken relationships. It's Xanax and fentanyl and cheap beer. Americans are dying in large numbers of self-inflicted deaths caused by sadness and neglect. That is true. The footage we're about to show you makes this point. It was shot in downtown Philadelphia not long ago, but it could have been in nearly any big city in America, Chicago or San Francisco or Seattle or New York or Washington, D.C., pick one. And the video is not a secret. It has millions of hits on YouTube. But here's the interesting thing. No one in Washington we've heard has mentioned it. Do you see that? Right there on the screen. That's if you the get a chance to see the video, it's right the in video the- is Heroin Philadelphia. It's on YouTube. You'll see it. It's unbelievable. Hundreds of them just in Philadelphia. Shuffling, moaning, shooting up, dying, all under daylight in a major American city. And by the way, right down the street from where our founding documents were written. Imagine the selfless geniuses who framed our Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, returning 250 years later to see what their country has become. So that is the actual crisis that we face. It's the degradation of our people. But rather than fix it or care about it, which is the first step toward fixing it, they increase the degradation. Bow to our will or we'll punish you. Violate your own beliefs. Give us your dignity. At the very moment when the American population desperately needs to be loved, helped, understood, uplifted. And that's what Trump did for us, didn't he? Trump loved us, understood us, fought for us, and Americans craved it. And they're trying to tell us 
that somehow Joe Biden beat that guy. And what kind of liberals, think about your friends who voted for liberals. Think about your Democrat friends and what sickness must be going on inside their head that they can't see the common sense in what you just heard about that need to be loved, that need to be unified. But that would mean power to the, ma- to the, to the masses of people. And the government, the sick, radical socialists that want to control everything, like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Barack Obama and his puppet, Biden, and all these other radical lefties, that feel like they're intellectually superior, that work in the universities and at the editorial boards and as directors of our movies and control the narratives and the media, think they know best. We've seen it time and time again as they walk the red carpets of the Oscars and tell us what's right and wrong. It's complete and utter BS and it's gone to their head. It's created a sickness Trump was the anti of that and they all blew gaskets and they all destroyed America to get rid of the person who is bringing us united, unification, uniting us, loving us. That was Donald Trump. Never forget that. And this is what we're with. This is a Dr. Fauci. Do we know that the virus travels when people move around the country? Don Baer, the Democratic congressman from Virginia, um, has a bill proposing that people traveling within the United States on airplanes and trains should either be vaccinated or provide proof of a negative COVID test. This is very common practice now in Europe. I've just been traveling all over Europe. You can't get on a plane without having some kind of proof that you're negative. It seems to me crazy that a year and a half into this, you can still, I can still get on a plane to Boston or California and nobody's going to check me. Do you think that needs to change? Well, that's under consideration, certainly. I mean, I, I have been asked that question and it actually got, got some play in the press when I made the answer. I think that if, in fact, it is seriously considered, it's on the table, we're not there yet. In fact, if you look at the six-point program that the president we'll never came out with there. a couple of days, what we were talking about with travel was doubling the fines of people who, in fact, are traveling. And See, they're going to punish you with fines. And we're not there yet, is what he's saying. But that's their goal, you see? you got to stop it now because later is going to be too late. Please, believe me when I tell you. We're in a fight for our freedom right now. I'll listen to the rest of this, but... Don't get tested. And I, and I believe that the idea about requiring vaccination for travel is something that is on the table for discussion. It has not been decided yet. Yeah, but the reason why that European host, Libtard, says that, you know, Europeans are doing it. Uh, Who gives a crap? You guys couldn't beat Germany. You'd be speaking German right now with their totalitarianism if it wasn't for America. These European stupid, socialist, thankless people. Unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. And um, what can I say? It's just, 
It just makes me so angry. But um, in any case, I want to say one other thing um, about another subject. Uh, So today is the day of the recall. One of the things that was going on with um, Biden in his speech, they're two to one Democrat out there. That's what they say. And they say that somehow it's likely that Gavin Newsom's going to recall, get his, keep, keep his seat. I hope not. I hope that they vote no. I mean, I hope they vote yes to the recall and vote for Larry Elder. That, yeah, goes without saying. But one thing I want to say is that that speech was highly political. If you listen to the speech that Biden gave, which was pretty lame, but he was trying to couch the depending loss on Trump by saying Larry Elder, and he wanted us to defend and say, Larry Elder's not like Trump, basically trying to suggest that Trump is not a winner. Trump's coattails have never lost. So the narrative that they're trying to paint is a reverse psychology kind of narrative. They want the Republicans to slip up and say, he's not running on a Trump ticket. That's the slap in the face to Trump. Because that's to suggest that you're not, you don't support America First policy. No. I know Larry Elder supports Larry America First policies. So they're trying to say Trump is baggage. And Trump is not baggage. He's an asset. And I think if anything, any candidate worth their weight in salt ought to ride the coattails of Donald Trump big time. Because I think California is big Trump country. There, don't ever forget. The state that purchased the most Make America Great Again hats in history? California. That's a fact. So, in any case, let's all cheer for Larry Elder. Let's all cheer for voting yes in the recall. And let's all try to get ahead of this election fraud that we see playing out before our eyes. I have a couple of clips I could have played Lots of clips related to voter fraud in California. So, something else to think about there. And then, um, also, Blinken's going to be on Capitol Hill again today uh, at the Senate. This time, he's actually going to show up instead of zooming it in. When they zoom it in, by the way, they have their advisors giving them every answer. So, it's a cheat. Um, This time, he's going to be, and let's hope that these rhinos in the Senate will ask some tough questions. With that, you're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out buglecall.org, magapack.org. Make a donation if you can. And also check out our podcasts over at scottadamshow.com. We'll see you next time. I'm on the home a little deeper just to bury my kids right up to there.